Hello and welcome aboard another episode of the Galant Says Podcast, available to you wherever you get your podcasts, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud. There is an echo in the background. I don't fucking know what's going on. What I can tell you is that I don't know how to use technology. So here is a request that I have for you, the people. I would love, if possible, for you guys to swing on by, maybe send a video or two where you can apply to be my intern so that I can figure out how to use OBS or figure out how to do really just anything, anything at all. I've spent about two to three hours today trying to figure out how to play a video through this software that actually plays the sound. And now all of a sudden I can hear myself talk. So this is going to be a wonderful, fantastic show for those who uh used to listen to me in houston i used to do a podcast talking about game of thrones episode with a guy named jim mudd i did watch episode one of house of the dragon we had a conversation earlier this week and here is how it went it is a dramatic reunion of the spoiler alert podcast because a television show that we like that also jumped the shark back in the day is now back on the air except in a different fashion Jim yes. Mudd, what's up, buddy? Not much. How are you? I'm well, and I'm very happy with the first episode of House of the Dragon, The Heirs of the Dragon. What did you think? Yeah, yeah I liked it too. Honest to God, I, I wanted to like it, but then I was also afraid that I wasn't going to. I, I was really cautiously optimistic, almost like I am for the Lord of the Rings one coming up in September. That's right. That's right on the corner too. Yeah, and so I'm 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 really cautiously optimistic about that one also, but, but uh, I was really pleasantly surprised. The first episode had a lot of things, I think, that made the first iteration of the Game of Thrones universe on TV good. Sex. Yes, you definitely had a little <laughs> bit of the doggy style uh, and orgies and such. Yep. You had violence, of course. You had at least one scene where you didn't want to look anymore and you kept finding yourself looking at it. I, I think that that childbirth scene where um, they ultimately killed uh, Viserys's wife, Emma, was one of the more messed up scenes I can ever remember seeing in TV because you just feel awful for both you of them do. at the same time. I mean, yeah, because God. she was going to die anyway. So right. I, I, I understand the decision um, because if it is a boy, he's got an heir. Yeah. I get it. But it just the, what she went through just to make sure he had an heir that dies anyways. And they're interspersing it with people at the tournament just getting smashed in the face yeah. with clubs and their faces are just completely gone afterwards. Yep. They got into the violence a lot more quickly than they did the first time around. And I, I think if we're comparing like the first episode of Game of Thrones versus the first episode of House of the Dragon, I don't think it was really that high of a bar to clear but I do think that the house of the dragon had the better first episode. Yeah, I think so too, because you didn't really have to set the tone about, you know, like what house is what house, like you start out in the first one with, with obviously started started North of the wall and then you went to the, right. you know, to, to Winterfell and then the King comes in and you still don't really know who's good guys and bad guys. You went by the traditional, well, Jamie Lannister is clearly an asshole, right? Right. And then you find out later that he's actually a very good guy. And then you watch this one and you almost fall into that trap again. And I'm like, oh, wait a minute. I remember how they do this, you know. They so, very much do. Yeah. And so do they continue to do that? Or does he know that we're expecting that? That I mean, that's what I'm wondering. 
I, I went into it thinking to myself, the best part about this universe is that while at first you're right, they kind of set you to set you mm -hmm. up to play favorites. It's a universe that has done a great job of keeping everything very gray. There's yes. not really any black and white. Like there might be someone that you really like, but then they are asked to make a decision that's going to ultimately stab someone in the back or something like that. And they have to make that decision yep. But to open it up. I, I, I like the way that they set it up. I don't think it was too complicated. And maybe one of the good things about this show versus Game of Thrones is that everything seems to be taking place in the same location. So you're not for the first couple of episodes just trying to figure out who the fuck anyone is. No, one thing I was distracted by was I was looking for Easter eggs the whole time. Oh, they gave you plenty of those. They did. They did. The first one I noticed, and, I, and let, correct me if I'm wrong, but the room that the king, the queen was laying in, like, ultimately she died in, was where Tommen committed suicide. Definitely. Yeah, they showed the window, I think, too. I think they yeah. zoomed out from the window. Uh, also, the thing that I remember the most, uh, when they go into the Red Keep, they're showing that area that I believe was where uh, Jamie and Cersei reunited right before the thing falls on them. And then they go up and then all of a sudden you see the stairs that the mountain and the hound were fighting on. It was almost like all sorts of callbacks to the last moments of the actual show itself. Yeah. And when they were going into the city, you saw the, the stairs where they executed Ned Stark too. Yeah. yeah. It, it, it was everything. It was yeah. cool. And then you had a little extra dragons on the side. So I, I, I thought, there's a bunch of characters that we got to keep track of. I I know you got the IMDb in front of you, which is yeah. smart. I watched it a second time because I remember the first time watching through. I'm like, shit, I don't, I'm not remembering any of the names here. Uh, and the more tricky thing is too is that everyone in the Targaryen family seems to have a la a first name that ends in is, <laughs> which is a little bit more complicated. So you've got uh, Jaharis, who's the the king who passes away. You have. Uh, Rannis, who is the princess, but doesn't get the um uh the crown. Instead, it goes to Viserys. Um, you and, have... and they clearly want you to think that she deserved it because he's an far, idiot. Yeah, he does seem like one, but he seems. And and I'll start off as far as we're talking about like the the most five the five most interesting characters at least through the first episode. Yeah, he is. I I think Jim the the most interesting from. Uh, as number five goes from this perspective. So I like him. I agree with you. I, he seems to be set up as someone who is incredibly naive. He thinks yeah. that Damon doesn't want the throne. He thinks that Damon has his back no matter what. He throws essentially a touchdown dance party before his son is born, despite his wife having had like five fucked up pregnancies before this latest iteration. He does seem like that, but he also seems to be loyal in his own way, caring, maybe not as much as he needs to be for his daughter, Rhaenyra. But I, I got to say, I like him. I agree with your assessment though. Yeah. I, I had him at number five. Also, I, I didn't find him to be a very compelling character, to be honest. Um, I think the guy that plays him does a good job of it because he almost comes off as, as kind of uh, naive and affable. Mm -hmm. like, you know, he, he's, he's just, he's the King and, you know, he lets the council just kind of do things and he just kind of, eh, you know, um, but yeah, honestly, I, I, I'm looking at IMDB, so I know how long, well, you, you know what they've done a good job of, to be honest with you, is almost everybody in is in for 10 episodes. 
Okay. So it doesn't give away. Good. So, yeah. So you don't really know. A lot of times oh, you look. Damn. You could be spoiling it for yourself. All right. I'm not going to look at IMDb. No, no, no. I, I think somebody, I think people will die. Okay. But you're, you don't know. They said 10 episodes just so you don't know. I mean, one thing that and my wife pointed this out earlier, they do, they're going to do a time jump because. I, right, right. Because the princess, we know it's listed as young princess Renara Targaryen, whatever. Right. And then her, her, her friend, who I've got as number two, her friend is. Uh, Allison's. Yep, Allison Hightower. She's also going to be um, the old. There's an older version of her also. She she sticks around. Right. And I th- and I think she might end up with, having a thing with the king. It it seems to be setting itself up for yeah. they are going to have a a relationship of sort. And it's kind of weird how her her dad, which it took me a while to figure out it was her dad because they were very weird interacting with one another. But eventually, by the end of the episode, you figure it out. They they put the hints there. It's a weird relationship. There's a couple of moments because I just think of all the incest shit in Game of Thrones. Oh, I know. I'm like, well, especially this, that family. Right? Is this dad fucking the daughter? And especially with the Targaryen where you know you've got uh, Damon putting the necklace around Rhaenyra's neck and I'm like that was I don't know it was a little sexual feeling kind of weird you know and it's weird too because I'm still learning the characters I didn't realize at first that the hand of the king was her father because it's one of those things like have you ever seen somebody outside of work you see somebody that you work with outside of work and you know that you know them but you don't know who they are because they're not in the normal setting well outside of the you know the chamber I didn't realize that that was him at first when he sent her up there. They're like, oh, wait a minute, that's the hand of the king. It took a while to get to that point. I actually yeah. turned the subtitles on thinking that it would say like a character's first name and oh, last name. Oh, that's a good name. idea. It did not. They did no. not have that. <laughs> I was like, God damn it. <laughs> but uh, okay, so so you have her uh, as as your number, uh, what character? Uh, top five, number two. Okay. Yeah. I actually had her as my number fourth uh, character. Really? Um, seems very smart and perceptive. Yeah. Clearly, Rhaenyra's best friend perhaps has a little bit more intellect than Rhaenyra on that front. She bites her nails a lot. Yes. And, of course, I, I think they set up the future relationship with Viserys where she goes in. She's empathetic after he's just lost his wife and his and his uh, son. So I think she's going to factor in a lot more down the road. I also found it pretty interesting that uh, Damon, who is uh, – I. I I've very much enjoyed over the course of this episode, just to continue to fuck with um, Otto Hightower, who we'll get to later. I'm sure too. Yeah. He, he asks for her favor after just basically pulling the ultimate cheap shot on the guy's eldest <laughs> son. I mean, it's the most epic troll job. I, I think I can remember at a medieval jousting tournament of which I have not seen many or any. Yeah. Th- that's why he's my favorite of the show so far. Oh, I've enjoyed him. I, yeah. I, he, I think we're both going to have him at number one. Yeah. Who, who is your number four? Uh, the princess. I am not. Okay. I'm not Nera. feeling her. You're yeah. I'm hoping her. No, I'm hoping the older version is better. Okay. What about her is throwing you off? Um, she's forgettable. I, I mm. honestly, I, I she's I know she's the main character. Or supposed to, we think is the main character. She's the narrator too from the yeah. little flashback scenes that they have. Right. So I'm I just I'm just not buying her. It's not the actress. I think she does a great job. It's just the character's fairly one dimensional at this point, and I'm not really buying it. That's fair to say. I I, I think that she's got a lot of traits that you would probably want in your, I guess, main character. You have um, just a sense that she's unserious. She wants to have fun, but she's smart when she wants to be. Yeah. Rebellious and seems to have a weird relationship with her dad, who has clearly wanted a son all of this time. 
And all of a sudden now he doesn't. And for the first time, it seems like he finally opens up to her. She did seem very nervous at the end of that episode. And mm -hmm. I, as you said, yeah, I, I think an older version of her might be able to unpack a few more layers. I, I did find myself at least the first time watching Jim. I've, I, I liked her a lot. I, I thought okay. to myself, you know what? She seems like she's rootable for at the very least. And I, I think that that's a good thing to have in that, you know, as we set up this battle for succession, which has two obvious candidates, but probably a third and maybe even a fourth candidate waiting in the wings. Uh, I, I felt like they did a good job of making both of the main characters have their own ways. But you're right in that, like, you don't really see, I guess, a whole lot of bad with her or I guess reasons to dislike her, to doubt her, other than she's just a kid. Right. She's just a kid. And I, I mean, obviously we know she's going to be the future ruler of, of the seven kingdoms. And I don't really, I don't, at this point, I don't really see it, but maybe I'm not supposed to, you know. <laughs> okay. Who'd you have at number three? Um, Hightower. The Me, too. King. Yeah. Me too. Me too. There's something about him. I can't put my finger on it, but I, I think that, it, I, I kind of came to me when Damon and Viserys had their one-on-one. -on -one. He's not Littlefinger, but he's got the same motivations as Littlefinger. Yeah, yeah, he's he manipulates the same way, much the same way. Yeah, I, that I likened him to a Littlefinger as well when I was watching it. I'm like, yeah, that's the Littlefinger. It took me a little bit to figure it out, you he's, know. But yeah, and they, they mentioned like he has nothing, but he wants something, and yeah. I'm wondering because they showed that like little scene where you, you have a bunch of guys that are the heads of the houses. You have, it's interesting to see the Baratheon seeing as what's going to happen 200 years later yeah. and the, how the pissed off Rick and Stark, who looks like he's like about to shit his pants uh, in anger. But then you also had another high tower. And I'm wondering if that was like the big brother, the, the heir, the actual one in control of uh the hightower family which i believe is based in old town um so i i'm wondering if yeah he's like the second one of that family and his job is just to be handed the king but he obviously wants to have a little bit more yeah no, yeah I'm, I'm curious to find out more about that Me also too. because you, you say he has nothing but the hightowers are very rich you know 170 years later so clearly he does something to get that going if they're if he's not coming from a rich family already. Maybe he doesn't really have much. Maybe, like you said, because he's not the oldest or whatever. But uh, that's going to be interesting to find out. Right, because he clearly is, first off, pawning his daughter on Viserys, and he doesn't seem yes. to have any qualms about it. I mean, it's pretty fucked up to send your daughter in to the bedchamber of a uh, king who's just lost his wife and his son, yep. especially when, I mean, you can tell just by the look on his face that Otto wants them to get it on. Yes. Yep. That's what, that's what he's expecting. Make <laughs> that move. <laughs> uh, I, I think um, as we go further up the list, uh, we, we talked about Rainier. We haven't talked about Prince Damon yet. And we both have him as number one. I'm assuming. Yeah. 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 Because he seems like the, well, he seems like the most badass character. He's awesome. He is. I, I, I look, I, I mean, obviously he's not like the most stand up individual, but that we know of, but he, you know, he treats the princess very well. Right. He does. And he does seem to be pretty loyal to his brother yes. and very honest with his brother, but he's obviously a very violent guy mm -hmm. where 
uh, that scene with the city watch yeah holy shit yes where they have to cart in all the parts uh yeah and i mean you see uh, of course you have to see a little uh chopped off dong and uh some yeah. balls on a on a stump that wasn't fun to see you see arms legs heads yep. you love how they say rape <laughs> i just love that and then they get their hands and arms and the stuff chopped off afterwards but i'm guessing you know things are going to be pretty quiet around there after that i would think so too would, yes i would think so he does seem to run a very tight ship in that department and you hear high tower auto high tower hand of the king bitch a couple of times about how well when damon's been in other positions he's not exactly been up to snuff and on top of that how he's like a danger he's a menace and i wonder how much of that is true authentic feelings about him or if the other one or or if it's because he just hates the guy like i wonder what the balance is there is he really looking into the best interest of the realm or is he just saying fuck this guy I think it's I think he looks at him as a danger to his position. Mm. And so so he's trying to you know plant seeds with the king and say, dude, this this guy's a loose cannon. We can't have this. And maybe try to get him out, you know, out of town. But I think it's more of a danger to his position than it is a you know, than a danger to anyone that's not a thief or a raper. Good point. <laughs> Damon did say, you know, in that one-on-one that he has with Viserys, hey, why am I not your hand of the king? The other guy, Otto Hightower, is a quote cunt but i wonder if this relationship is now broken because after the funeral and after everything finishes viserys finds out that damon's had himself a little orgy and at the orgy he toasts to prince balon the dead infant the heir for a day and even though Viserys is like bleeding on the throne and has like this giant scab on his back where you're kind of sensing, yeah, this is not a very powerful ruler. It it, it feels like in that moment, Damon's actually like, yo dude, I have your back. And Viserys is like, nah, fuck you get out of here. And I'm curious as to how that's going to, you know, resolve itself in the next episode. I have no idea where runestone is, which is where he's getting sent back to, but yeah, I'd never heard of it before this one. Me neither, because uh, you know his like. I guess his wife is in the veil, and I'm guessing that the uh, very attractive lady that he had with him is not his wife. No, it's not. I wouldn't think, uh, because he said his wife was ugly. Yeah, I bet, you she, I bet she's not. Right. I right. bet she's not. Unless, it, it, yeah, go keep on going. Oh, sorry. It was cool too to see like Heron Hall when it was still in good shape. It was. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm wondering when Heron Hall gets fucked up. I'm assuming that's going to take place uh, during the during the show maybe i don't know um well, I remember, I don't yeah, know. it was abandoned yeah but we know we also know that it was i think it was dragon fire that melted the stone in heron hall was it heron hall where the, where the stone was melted by dragon fire I, I think so yeah yeah so maybe we'll see when that happens that'll be fun yeah definitely will be and and i i mean really the the, the first episode was very good uh there were a couple other characters that that you saw as well that weren't as interesting as the main ones and i think like the honorable mentions would would be uh, these three guys, um, Corliss, who is the husband of Princess Rannis, Rannis, who is the king's eldest descendant's daughter slash the queen who never was. You didn't see yeah. a lot of her, but you did see her hubby, who is on the small council, who is the master of something. I don't know what. Maybe master of ships? 
and he doesn't drink, but he seems to support Damon, but only until the concept of his wife being the queen comes up. And then he's like, wait a second, my wife, you know, yep. queen that never was. Yeah. And I think she probably would have been a, I think she would have been a fine ruler probably. At least that's what they're making you think right now. She might be a real bitch. I don't know, but I think they're, <laughs> I think they're trying to make you think that she would have been the better ruler. And uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm anxious to see when they spread out outside of the city uh, if we start to go to other places in the in the king seven kingdoms, if we see how the kingdoms are are being run, you know, like if people are and are having bad times, are having hard times, or if things seem to be going well and people are happy. Right now, we don't really have a sense of how the people are feeling. Not really, right? Yeah, you just know that they're scared shitless of the city watch. Yes, that's, that's it. it. <laughs> and I, and I also I'm wondering if we're going to see the wall. That's interesting. I. I, I wonder about that too. It, it does feel like it's going to stay centralized to wherever the Targaryens would go. And I wonder if they would ever go that far North. I do want to see more of the Rick and Stark guy. Like he just seemed so angry. It, it, his demeanor. But the always do. <laughs> right. That is true. But at the very least, they, they seem more mopey in Game of Thrones. The, Rickon seemed like he just, it, something was going on. Like he had to go take a shit or something. Like he just, he he looked so mad in that one like two second shot of him, and it's one of the most visceral memories I have of the of the first episode of House of the Dragons. I'm gonna be really honest with you. I don't really remember him. Uh, it's it's like five seconds when they're all swearing fealty towards the very end of the episode. He just okay. makes this look. <laughs> sorry, it just made me laugh very hard to see it. Um, clearly the Starks, the Baratheons, they're kind of setting up like, hey, 200 years from now, yeah. they they aren't thrilled with the Targaryens still. And maybe these are like the first seeds of doubt that they have as they're uh, swearing allegiance. Uh, a couple other guys. Um, you have Sir Harold, who is Rhaenyra's bodyguard. He's the bald guy with the beard. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he seems like he'll be an interesting character of sorts, but I wonder how deep they'll actually go with him. Um, you also have Sir Kristen Cole, who Rhaenyra is into. In the tournament, he took out two Baratheons. Then he beats Damon. Even when Damon falls off of his horse, he challenges him to a sword versus stick with the ball on a chain weapon, yeah which is cool I, I, I he beats the shit out of damon's shield and asks him to yield uh i i'm assuming that rhaenyra is going to end up shacking up with him because he of course asks for her favor afterwards and when that wouldn't be the first dane to marry a targaryen either no because i think you know 200 years later it was uh you're right uh sir arthur dane with who who, who was it was uh is it Arthur Dane? No, no, uh, no. I'm thinking. Never mind. I think I'm thinking of the Sun Spears. Oh, Dornish guys. Yes, Dornish. Yeah. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it, it does seem like he is Dornish. I I wasn't 100 percent clear the first time I watched it through. I thought he was Dornish. Second time I watched it through, I was like, wait, is he not? I'm not 100 percent sure. Um, because but, he he has that same he has that look of someone that that lives. He does look in, like he's from Dorn. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And so when she said a Dane, I'm thinking, okay, he's Dornish. And so it was their sister, I think. Yeah, it was their sister that went to, um, I think she was married to um, Daenerys' brother, the uh, one that was in love with um, Ned's sister, John's mom. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, I know. I, I Okay, yeah. I gotcha. I got and the mountain killer. About. That's why they wanted revenge on the mountain. Yes. Oh, shit. 
I'm trying to think what her name is, but uh, I know. It, no, okay, now I know what yeah, you're talking about. It's okay. been a long time. It 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 has certainly. Uh, and look, I mean, it's good that it's definitely back, and I'm, I'm looking forward to next week's episode. Uh, there one other character. Uh, there's this, you know, you have that the the Grand Maester. I don't even know what the fuck his name is. Uh, there's this other guy in there that looks like if Sam was on the High Council. Uh, the small council named mm-hmm. Ward Strong, which uh, I thought was an ironic name. And as far as anyone else, um, that's that's pretty much it. Aim is dead. And I think we'll probably see more Renice in the next episode. And uh, the other one that sounds like they were foreshadowing for down the road is there's uh, something called the Triarchy with a guy called the Crab Feeder. Um, that will be a villain down the road. I don't know what the hell that guy is, but it's a pretty cool name. I guess he feeds his victims to the crabs. Or has, and so now that he's got the name. <laughs> uh, also, one thing that I really liked was him. They showed the 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 knife, the, the Valyrian steel knife right. that uh, Littlefinger gave to somebody to kill Bran Stark. So I liked that that knife has been around that long and it was actually a Targaryen knife. And then they alluded to a song of fire and ice when they were, when he was talking to his daughter. Uh, That's I'm why I wonder you... if they're going to go, if they're going to go to the, go to the uh, wall or not, because they, he had mentioned that. It's a, it's a, it's an interesting point. And I'm glad you brought it up too. Cause that was the one part where it's like, Hey, this is how we're connecting the two shows together. Yeah. And obviously whether, whether it was with like some of the callbacks, but that there's this prophecy that's being passed down from generation to generation of Targaryens and specifically from heir to heir to heir of the Targaryens. It's an interesting secret to keep. And I wonder how the hell like you would be able to tell somebody, hey, like this is a threat that we're going to have to face down the road. Obviously, it comes true like 200 years. But imagine you're like, hey, let's let's get ready to go. We're going to stop this asteroid from coming like it's armageddon or something like that and then nothing actually happens that yeah be really difficult think, to do over generations i think the secret got lost with the mad king because he wasn't expecting to die when he was yelling to burn them all right that what if now what if he wasn't yelling to burn them all everybody in the city he was talking about you know the Ooh. white walkers and the whites and the night king what if that was what if he was mad but that was the burn them all he was telling how to take them out and it got misinterpreted. Honestly, that that could have been the case, right? I, I it don't could know. have been. You you now read that the we books. Know that not, yeah, it was never alluded to in the books. But now that we know that the secrets passed down from Targaryen king to the heir, maybe he hadn't. You know, he didn't know he was going to be much. killed. Yeah. And so he he had never told his son. Yeah. Or maybe he did, and he got killed, and the secret the secret died with them. Right. Robert during Robert's rebellion. Definitely. Oh, that's interesting. I, I, I never thought about that. I was curious as to why Aegon was as crazy as he was. I'm guessing he was like doing all sorts of drugs and shit like that. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. And maybe it's the incest. <laughs> Probably the incest too. Yeah. All right. Well, that was the first episode of uh, House of the Dragons, the Heirs of the Dragons. Jim and I are going to try to do this after at least all of these episodes. And um, uh, yeah, uh, this was fun, man. Uh, it was good to yeah. talk about this again. Yep. It was, it was good to be back. <laughs> We're back. We're so back. All right. Peace. All right, so big thanks to Jim Mudd for stopping by on this edition of the Galant Says Podcast. It was great to catch up and talk with him about Game of Thrones. Sorry this dropped on Friday. I've been trying to figure out a best time of the day and best days of the week to do this show going forward. After all, I do do this bad boy for free. Now, if you want to get in on some advertising, says at gmail.com. Send me an email. We can figure something out. I'll, I'll sell fucking diapers. I don't give a shit. The plan right now, 
as we get closer and closer to football season is to do a Sunday night stream of some sort where I will take a look at all of the NFL during the season, do quick recaps to everything that we see. So it'll start probably after Sunday night football is done on Sunday nights. Then we will get back into doing shows on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday night for now at six o'clock. Five might be too many. I got to figure out a way to do this where I am first off making a good Twitch show every single time I do it. Cause whenever I do it, I always feel like I'm not underprepared and I don't know. Uh, I also want to make the podcast, the Galan says podcast sound good too. So working on things, I apologize for not being as regular with this show as I should be. I don't really have that difficult of a schedule when it comes to the radio show that I do on ESPN 97.5925 in town with Vanessa. You should subscribe to that podcast if you haven't already. But that is the thing that pays the bill. So I'm trying to focus on that more than I am on this. But yeah, I, I, I need to do this too. So anyway, um, big thanks to everybody who did tune in on this late Friday unannounced edition of the episode. We're going to try to be back at it Sunday night. I'm not sure about the time as of right now. Probably shoot for six, seven, but once football season begins, it'll be a little bit later. Anyway, very much appreciate all the support, all the follows that you guys give me. So long, farewell, and have yourselves a wonderful weekend.